Hey, this is great. This is great. Uh, I, I do know that there's some people who, uh, actually some people who just don't need to be out in this, uh, these frigid temperatures, but I'm so glad that, that you are the brave people who, who uh, don't mind. No, I'm not going to say you don't mind it, but I'm so glad you're here. And isn't, aren't furnaces great? They're just nice and warm and everything. I was kind of surprised you're all not sitting closer to the walls where the vents are and things like that. But, you know, we're, we're good, right? All right. All right, kids are going down. Uh, let, me, let me just say this. I am concerned about ice that's out there. We've, I appreciate uh, Jason Burgess and, and Matthew uh, this week and trying to clear things off. We, we did clear the parking lot, but drifting and things like that, and some of the ice has just been real difficult. And so we have a, a patch here. If you head out that sidewalk this way, you stay to the, to the right as you leave, you'll be in good shape. There's sand down there and small patch of, of stuff you have to walk on, but uh, just want you to be safe. Uh, we're starting a new series today, and I'm excited about it. it and, and it's just the simple word, seek. Seek. And to introduce this, I want to read for you a passage from Psalm, Psalm 63, 1 through 8. And this really uh, uh, will help you understand the direction we're going here in the next few weeks. Psalm 63, 1 through 8. This is David. He says, O oh God. You are my God. Earnestly I seek you. There it is, right? My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on, on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. All right. This is a, this is in, in prayer, this is a, a, a prayer from David saying, this is my devotion. This is my devotion. And David doesn't sound like he's, he's crawling or, or just oh, moaning as he goes into this. It really is full of praise. And, and, uh, I want us to especially notice those words there at the very beginning that says, I earnestly seek you. I will earnestly seek you. It's that commitment that David has laid out. Uh, this really does connect. This, this series we have really connects with where we've been in the past two weeks. If you've been with us the past couple of Sundays, uh, on, on New Year's Eve, I preached from Psalm 73 uh, that message from Asaph. It was, it was his testimony, more or less. And, and how he had said at the beginning, he said, my feet nearly slipped. He nearly fell from faith because he, he had his eyes off God and was looking at the wicked in the world and thinking, man, they have such advantages. He actually said, I have been so envious of those who are wicked. 
They, they had the advantages, and I didn't. I was trying to be holy and righteous. And he, he was just in a miserable state until he turned his eyes back on God. And then it absolutely turned around. He said, man, I was a brute, brute beast. The reality is you have me by my right hand, and you are my God. And, and he even said, this world offers me nothing. All I want is you. Is basically, Psalm 73, if you want to look at that, that was a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, Caleb did a great job. I appreciate uh, giving Caleb the opportunity to sharing with you. For your encouragement, we see a young man who, who grew up here. And, and I know Matthew and our youth sponsors had a uh, great opportunity to invest in, in uh, uh, Caleb. And then to have him come back and, and share with us uh, just, just some things that he's been learning in, in, encouraged and excited about so the thing that he was encouraged and excited about was solitude that was his topic basically that idea of solitude was spending time alone with God that idea of which which really connects with with what we're talking about in seeking after God uh, I, I, I want to share with you just this that we ought to be seeking God that that we really must seek God if we're in Jesus that is our opportunity in this life, to be seeking after God. And I want to I share with you today just some thoughts about that in introduction, about this idea of seeking after God. But towards the end of this, uh, we have put together just a call for our congregation, a call to action about seeking God. So I'll be sharing that with you uh, towards the end of this message. But here's the direction of the message. I just want to ask the question or answer the question, why? Why do we need to seek God? And really, the, the answer is simple, because God has made himself known to us. He, God has made himself known to us. He has made himself available to us. I, I do want to be clear. The reason we seek God is not because God is hidden from us. And we have to have some kind of a... a, a a full of effort kind of quest to find him. You know, he's, he's hidden from us, and therefore we're going to have to go through all these details to find him. God has made himself available to us. Matter of fact, if we go to the scriptures, Paul makes that really clear in Romans chapter 1. Verse 20, he says, His invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, divine nature, have been clearly perceived. Ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, that, that he has made. Uh, that's one, one indicator that there is God. When we look at, at creation that's all around us. You wake up in the morning. I, I've always said it's kind of like, man, we see God's thumbprints all over uh, the world around us. In, in, within creation. He has created. He's made himself known through his creation. Now, we've been going through the book of Acts this last year. We're going to go back into Acts here in February. But in Acts chapter 17, where, where it calls people to seek God, uh, it is where Paul and Silas were in that city of Athens. Matter of fact, we're going to be there soon uh, here, here in February. But Acts 17, we're going to look a little ahead. Acts 17, Paul and Silas are in that city of Athens. And now Athens is a very, very religious town. They don't know God, but they're a very religious town. I mean, all over there's idols there to other gods. And, and obviously they wanted to cover every single base they could uh, for those who know God. 
I, I, for, for, for the gods that they know of, I'm sorry. I know just Zeus and, and the emperor worship and everything. It was all represented all throughout Athens. And so they were covering all the bases. Matter of fact, they wanted to cover all the bases. They even created an idol, an, an altar to the unknown god. That, boy, that covers all the bases. Well, if we miss one, here's one to the unknown God. And, and so uh, Paul said, that's where my message is going to be directed because I know the God they don't know. And so he began to introduce him and, and said just that. He is the God who has created all things. And in Acts 17, 26 through 28, listen carefully what he says. He said, his, no, excuse me. Uh, in him we live, no, oh. I'm sorry, I'm not reading the correct verse. Here it is. Verse 26. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. This is God in control and directing things. Having determined allotted periods of the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God. Now, just to grasp that, I don't know, again, God has created everything, and he organized everything. From one man, he brought all nations and created boundaries, and he's been very involved in all this, where, where they are then and where we are today, matter of fact. And, and he did all this, and in, in, in light of that, in seeing that, that they should seek him and perhaps feel their way toward him. And find him. Yet he is actually not far away from each one of us. For in him we live, we move, and have our being. God, God is not distant. God is not, not far away. In, in God we live, move, and have our being. It goes on and said, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. We're his creation. So God is available. God is near. And, and, uh, he, he is, and he has definitely made himself known. Part of that is creation, but absolutely God has made his, himself known, right? Oh, we love his word, right? And we, we, we seek to be honoring his word. We call you to read it. We call you know, we use it every Sunday. If, if we start not using it every Sunday, please find a church that does. I'm being honest, okay? If we slip and, and, and I, I don't know, lose our minds and, and walk away from the scriptures, please follow his word. Not, not uh, We don't want to be creating something else besides his word to give to you. Without his word, we have nothing to say. So, uh, his word. Um, in, in, in our Wednesday night class, we... we just going through the book of Hebrews, the beginning part of Hebrews basically says that God has spoken to us. In the Old Testament, God has spoken to us through all the prophets. If you read through there, the prophets have all that, that big content of the Old Testament was written out for us. But then it says in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son. He's spoken to us through Jesus. There is no greater message than we've received than, than, through, than the message from Jesus and about Jesus. Well, what have we learned? <laughs> what, what has he shown to us? What's been revealed? Well, absolutely his love for us, right? God's love has been identified, not just spoken, but has been identified in the fact that Jesus, the one who brought us this message, died upon the cross for you and I. 
to cover our sinfulness so that we could be in a right relationship with God. That's his love. That's been identified. But there's so much more than that. I mean, many of us here have already received Jesus, and we're, we're embracing the relationship we have with him. What else does the content of his scriptures have except this to lead us through this life, to lead us into this life, to direct us, uh, and, and to learn to walk in the ways because we have that relationship with him, and we want to represent him and live for him. Matter of fact, in the, in the next uh, few uh, weeks, the next three weeks, here it is, uh, these cards are in the back. I'll, we'll talk to them a little bit, but on the, on the front of those cards, if you had already picked one up, it, here, here's the direction we're taking. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, seeking God for guidance, uh, seeking God for provision will be the second week, and, and seeking God for empowerment. Those three, hour, uh, those three uh, uh, topics in the next three weeks. Uh, clearly, God has made himself known to us. That's w- the reason why we must seek after him. Now, here, there's a, I want to come to a moment just for us to consider, uh, each one of us uh, to, to think about. And it was with this question, how well am I giving my attention to God? How, how well am I seeking? Matter of fact, I, I want to take just a few moments, if you would, and, and uh, whether you write these things down on the notes in front of you or, or just think about them, just, just in some silence right now, to consider this question, what are the ways that I am seeking God? What are the ways that I am seeking God? Let's do that now. How did it look? How did it look? Did it kind of resemble maybe uh, David's prayer? You know, the, I, the, part of that, if you caught this, he says, man, I remember you upon my bed. And, and I meditate on you in the, uh, in the watches of the night. You know, that, that's part of, you know, seeing what David was doing with his, his time with God, his alone time with God. Um, or, or is it maybe, is this it? I, that's a possibility. This is it, you know, or maybe it's the mealtime boy. We're praying over meals and things like that. Or, or do we have a consistent maybe prayer life uh, every day and, and into scripture, reading the scriptures and things like that. Those are all connecting things that we have. We could identify with God. Here, here's just a truth that, that I, I bring out. And when I say it's a truth, I'm familiar with what I'm about to say. Okay. That we are easily distracted by the things of this world when it comes to our relationship with God. 
the, the things of the world. What God has done is he left us in this world. I mean, we're saved, and, man, we are walking about with the righteousness of Christ and the Holy Spirit upon us, and we continue to walk around a world that is lost and sinful and broken all around us, right? That's not easy. It's not easy. But we're called to, to live different from the world. And, and so I, I would just propose to you again that this is true. Maybe you're along with me on this, that, it, that the world around us is distracting. And, and matter of fact, Matthew calls it spiritual ADD. You know what I mean? I'm walking, I'm following, I'm, I'm keeping my attention, upon, you know, and then we're over here, you know, with, with the things of this world. That's what it's doing to us. Um, sin absolutely takes our attention away from God. The things of sin absolutely takes our, our, our attention away from God. Uh, we've been freed from sin. Uh, in, in a book called Pursuit of Holiness, Jerry Bridges, our, our discipleship group is doing on Thursday night, we read uh, a, a certain part. Here's what we've been taken out of. We've been, we've been cleansed and, and removed from that realm of sin, right? And, and to identify that, now, now we're learning to walk in righteousness, Jerry Bridges identifies that sinfulness as this. Listen carefully. Sin will turn the natural instincts of our bodies into lust. The natural instincts into lust. It will turn our natural appetites into indulgence. Our need for clothing and shelter into materialism. And our normal sexual interest into immorality. See, God has created appetites. God has created instincts. He's, he's created all that, and it, it, it's a blessing to us. But the thing of sinfulness takes and indulges and, and, and turns uh, those things, distorts and perverts uh, the things that, that's working within us. And the world, and now we're, we're learning to walk different. In Christ, we're learning to walk different. No longer controlled by our appetites or our instincts or other things like that. And we're learning to walk uh, the righteousness we've been given. It's not easy, right? And we're going to do some stumbling and tripping and, and things like that. But we want to keep our eyes upon Christ and, and consistently live that way. John Mark Comer, another book. One I, started, I read earlier part of this year is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Matter of fact, he describes hurry. Uh, he explains that this hurry is, is those drives of, you know, uh, of instincts and our appetites that are out of control. Uh, that, that's the society around us. He says, and, and this is where it connects with how it affects our relationship with God. He says, Christians are assimilating to a culture of busyness, hurry and overload which leads to God becoming more marginalized in Christians' lives, which leads to a deteriorating relationship with God, which leads to Christians becoming even more vulnerable to adopting secular assumptions about how to live, which leads to more conformity to the culture of busyness, hurry and overload. That, that's, that's a lot to take in. But basically it says, man, if, if we continue to, to just assimilate ourselves to culture instead of the, the culture of the kingdom, then, then all we're doing is marginalizing God and, and, and I absolutely 
turning our back upon the truth that we've been presented and ended up living like everybody else in their sinfulness. We're not called to that, right? We're not called to that. We're called to living in a righteousness and and, and the holiness of God. Therefore, therefore, we must be intentional about seeking God. We must be, I, I don't know where you were in the, in the thoughts, well, how am I seeking God? What does that look like in my life? You know, what, what am I doing? You know, it's great when we come together and do some things, but life is too busy. There it is. And, and that's, that's Comer's uh, point. We, we get so busy with the things of life that, oh, we just don't have time for seeking God. That's troubling. <laughs> that's troubling. And we could absolutely identify now that we ought to be finding time throughout the week where we are focusing our attention upon it, maybe even some simple prayer. Uh, what what uh, Caleb presented last week, uh, he, he laid out that in the class, within the class, uh, I think it was four steps. You know, the first step, you know, is, hey, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with God. I'm going to have the scripture. I'm going to have music. I'm going to use some of this notebook and, and spend 30 minutes. It was a prog- progression of things, right? And then the second time it was going to be, I'm going to spend an hour this time just with the Bible, two hours, again, uh, Bible and music, and then maybe this Bible. I don't know exactly all the progression. Please go back and listen to Caleb's message, but I love the idea. Is, man, challenge ourselves in the next step to, to spending more time alone with God. Seek Him out. We need to intentionally seek after God. Here comes that, that part that I would like to share with you. What's on the back side of your bulletin? We are, here's where we're calling you to action. And when I say calling you, yeah, personally, but as a congregation. We would like, as a congregation, to enter into 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'll say that again. We, are, we, as, we as leadership and, and ministers are calling our congregation into 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let me read this beginning part. Starting January 21st through February 10th, we are calling the church to seek God through prayer and fasting. That is 21 days of intentionally giving God our attention. Over this coming week, we encourage you to prayerfully consider how you will participate. So we have this week ahead of us to prepare and say, this is what it's going to look like for me. This is something that you'll decide and design. Um, Set for yourself times that you will focus on prayer and how you will fast. Here's fasting. Fasting is taking your focus off the things of this world in order to focus more on the things of God. Let me, let me just uh, share with you a few more things. There wasn't enough room to put all the things of fasting down. Many of you already know what fasting is. Now, when I said 21 days of fasting, some of you were probably nervous, especially if you're familiar that Jesus went and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, right? Anybody thinking that's what we're doing? 21 days of no food, okay? If, if you guys had the, the eyes looking like deer in the headlight kind of thing, that's not what we're looking at, okay? I, w- I want to bring you back to, 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 you know, we're not calling you to do something that is going to be harmful to you physically. That's important. 
what we're calling you to is, is possibly just, just thinking this through, uh, maybe one meal. When we're thinking about food, maybe you'll miss one meal, maybe two. You might think in the contents of, I, I would encourage you to do it in the contents of time. Maybe from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock, I'm going to fast. That, that, that used to be important to me because when it, when it came to fasting, I would skip lunch, but boy, I'd have something, you know, I'd have my stack, snack stuff after 9, and, and before, right after lunch, I'd have more to snack. So what was that? That wasn't anything. So it might be 9 to 6. It, it, it could even be uh, maybe, maybe after the meal, evening meal, that you, you begin again the next day at 3. This is for you to design. Taking a meal... And, and during that time, you know, well, here, I, I, would, I would say this. As you're designing it, don't create it or don't, don't set a goal that's too high or too, too impossible. Remember, it's, it's for this reason. So you could direct your attention to God. Don't, don't miss that. It, it just becomes something mechanical and, woo, you feel good about yourself that, oh, I missed a meal, woo, and stuff like that. But... But what it's designed for is to direct your attention to God. So from that period of time to 9 to 6, not saying you pray that whole time, but, but you know, fashion in there that time to spend alone with God, to pray, to read the scriptures, to, to, to uh, uh, direct your thinking, to pray for others around you, pray for the congregation. We're asking you to do that. And, and to pray for your direction um, and, or, or to to giving your attention to God. That means maybe reading through the Psalms or reading through the Gospels, uh, reading about Christ. Take that time also, as Caleb suggested, to sit and be silent before God. Take a few moments to do that. Give God your attention. I will tell you this, that fast fasting is not uh, there, so, so I don't want you to have this perspective that, okay, I'm going to change God's mind for anything. That's not what fasting is about. The, the truth and the reality of this, when we start giving our attention to God, he works on us. He works on us. He rearranges and works uh, in our lives. We're the ones who have the opportunity to do some changing when it comes to fasting. So I, I, I want to make that really clear. Another thing about fasting, here, here's the truth about me. When, when I approach this, Linda this is, what, this is a Linda thing. Linda has uh, 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 encouraged both of us, and so we, we're both doing this, intermittent fasting. See, that wouldn't be a Ronnie thing ever, ever, ever. But, you know, high blood pressure and things like that is always kind of a, we're watching that. And so uh, intermittent fasting, it's, it's helped. There's some things that, and it, it's been a neat experience. We do it like four, we miss, I don't know how many meals. We do it like four, five, four times a week. And, and we do it from a certain time to a certain time. Then we break our fast and, and things like that. And it's been good for us. Health, and that's, that was for health, though, not for, for focusing on God. So what do I do? You know, oh, we'll do more fasting. Uh, no, I, I will direct some, the, some of that time in my fasting to this prayer time in my commitment. But another thing we do is, is kind of a, well, someone called it a soul fast. What, what are the things that is distracting you? Part, part of my fasting over those three weeks, I could tell you right away, is, it's going to have something to do with this, which is difficult. I'm gonna, uh, what I'm going to have to do, I've already been thinking about this, is designate absolute certain times during this time that, that this phone's going to be uh, in the drawer. 
you know? And, and that things of YouTube and Facebook and Messenger and Twitter, and I have no idea what else is out there, but I know there's a lot of things that we're on, uh, games and, and whatever, that, that it's going to be in the drawer. And I'm not going to bring it out. The only time I'm going to bring it out is see if I've been messaged or if someone's tried to call me and I can call them back. So if you try to call me over this time, leave a message. I'll, I'll contact you back. But that's going to be time dedicated, you know, to, to redirecting my attention to God. I'll be honest with you because this gets way too much of my attention. So that's, this is part of my fast. It's not food, but this is part of my fast. I encourage you that. Now, I'm going to lay this in your hands. And, and I'm encouraging you to consider, you know, think about, you know, you know your schedule and things like that. What time can you set aside to seek God in the week? Once, maybe twice during the week. And, and you fashion it to what you're able to do. Maybe you're already doing some things of scripture reading and prayer. Add to it during this time. Uh, find that time. If you're already doing some fasting, do, do something like that. What are the things that are distracting you? Man, is, is, you watch a lot of TV. Man, walk away from the TV. Things like that. So I encourage you. Here's, here's what, what I offer you. If you have lots of questions concerning that, you have this week ahead to determine what you're going to do in this fast, okay? And, and so I, I'm offering myself, I'm offering Eric, who I didn't ask earlier, and I'm offering Matthew as well, that, that man, our email addresses and, and our phone numbers are there. Please call and, and just, hey, throw some ideas uh, by us. Let us help you coach you, coach, uh, you through this. Let me, let me finish this by... Uh, the second, reading the second part of this. There are some commitment cards. Uh, I just showed you one there. Commitment cards in the back. Now, these are not to be signed and, and turned in. Again, I said this, that this is between you and God. This is just to be a helpful reminder that you could fill it out as you decide how you're going to approach this fast and put it on your bathroom mirror or in your kitchen, put it on your refrigerator, how appropriate, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, things like that. So uh, we, we've created these in order for you to be able to have that as a reminder. Commitment cards are available. Okay, this commitment is between you and God. We do encourage you to share your commitment with a couple of those close to you for accountability. I mean, if you're a part of a small group uh, or, or someone that you're close to, that maybe you're reading the scriptures together or things, I know there's a lot of different groups within the, the large group here, uh, I encourage you to, to maybe share with one or two in there that this is what I'm doing. So, so someone come along and say, how are you doing with that? Are you, know, are you fasting? You know? And then even in sh to share some encouraging insights that you get from that. We could begin doing that. So I do encourage you to share um, the, some information with, with someone else to hold you accountable. In order to uh, encourage and help you focus there will be prayer-directed services here at the church on Tuesday, starting at 6, 6.15 in the morning, and again Thursday at 6.15 in the evening, within the 21 days. Therefore, it's not this week, but it'll start after next Sunday when we start this 21 days. You could join us. Uh, as you come in, you could join us and leave as you need, you know, to go to work or things like that. Uh, I know Eric's planning some music we're going to be reading some scripture. We're going to be do some praying together in that time. 
And so we invite you to come and be a part of that well. That could also be part of your commitment. I commit to coming these three Tuesday mornings or these three Thursday uh, early evenings. Uh, there's not going to be child care provided. That's also in there as well. Sorry. Um, all right. You ready? We want to seek after God intentionally. Not just, I'm not just going to preach a sermon on it. That's what I love about this. That we're calling you to action. To, to seeking after God. Uh, we are hoping that in the three weeks there might be something that, that you start in this. That you're saying, man, I love that. Uh, again, I want to take you to, to David and, and how he responded. Yeah, here's, here's a guy that is devoted to God. And it does not sound like it's a burden on David at all, does it? Does it in any way sound like a burden to David? Oh, man, uh, Lord, here I am again. How, how much I must love you that I would get up early in the morning, you know, and, and come before you. I am so burdened by this, but this is for you. There you go. No, it's not that way at all. Uh, matter of fact, throughout, he expresses joy. Do you, do you know why there's joy within us? Do you know why there's joy within us in every day, no matter the circumstances? It's absolutely because of his love for us, right? It's absolutely because he created us, made us, and has such value in us that he sent his son to die for us. David didn't know that. And yet he said, you know, it, it, it's... Um, uh, your love is better than life. My lips will praise you. I will praise you with joyful lips. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. I don't know. This is not a burden. This is actually a, an opportunity for you to draw closer to God by giving him the time he deserves. Right? So I'm going to encourage you, after service, if you didn't get one of the cards as you came in, please make sure you get one of the, the cards. Prayerfully consider this opportunity to, to just set aside time. It could be very simple, uh, it, but, but you know, make it something where you're spending time, a committed time, uh, to spend with God in, in the weeks to come, the three weeks to come. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you. We thank you for... God, your word, especially as we think about this, we, we praise you, Father, that you have made yourself known to us, that you have made yourself available through your word, through your Holy Spirit, Father, through Jesus, the covering of his blood in us. Father, you change our lives. You changed our lives just through uh, that, that, uh, that sacrificial work of Jesus uh, to make us... Uh, from being a people of your wrath to being people uh, who belong to you, to be called your children. And so we praise you for that, Lord. We, we ask right now, Lord, that you uh, strengthen us. Father, challenge us in our thinking. What is going to be best for us to direct our attentions to you within this, the, these three weeks? We just ask, Lord, that you prepare us in this week. Help us to think through and plan and prepare and, and make that commitment before you, God, and, and to draw our attentions to you. God, you're good to us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.